Bible says this, let not your heart be troubled. Everybody said, don't be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Amen. I'm thankful for that promise this morning. I am thankful for that promise this morning. It's from this passage, verse number one, that I want to take my title. I've preached this here before. It said five years ago. This is what I woke up with my my mind with on my mind today. So you're just going to have to bear with me if you heard it before. Um, in fact, I told somebody my title the last time I preached this, and they said, "Hey, the '90s want their wants their their title back," and uh, and you'll know why when I when I announce it. But it's simply. My title today is going to be Keep Calm and Just Believe. Keep Calm and Just Believe. Amen. Let's ask the Lord to speak to our hearts today. Lord, we love you. God, we thank you for the opportunity to be in your presence this morning. God, I'm asking that you would allow the Holy Ghost to move in this sanctuary. Anoint my mind, anoint my lips, anoint my heart today. I pray that you would bind our hearts and minds together, Lord. I pray that revelation would come. That souls would be filled with your spirit today. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Can we give him a hand clap of praise this morning? Oh, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Praise God. You can be seated this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to do my best to be good to my voice this morning because I have to go preach an, another place tonight, and uh, it's got to last both places, amen, but God will help us, amen, because what I got to talk about this morning is pretty exciting to me, and you guys know what happens when I get excited, I get rambunctious, I get a little bit loud, but you know what, uh, we're going to let the w- word of God go forth this morning, amen, keep calm and just believe, keep calm, Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled, You believed in God, believe also in me. Let not your heart be troubled. Don't worry about it. Don't don't let life's situations come in and and worry your, your mind day in and day out. Amen. Just believe that God can take care of everything. Amen. Let not your heart be troubled. In fact, another passage, I believe it was Philippians said, Amen. Don't worry about anything. But pray about everything. I know that was my, 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 my words, but don't worry about anything. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Amen. There's no sense that God, uh, that, uh, I, I'm here to declare you, God doesn't want you worrying about your situation. It's not the will of God that you sit at home and you, you fret and you stew over things that are out of your control. Let me tell you, honey, God is still in control. God is still upon the throne. And God is still orchestrating the things that are going on in this world. Despite what I know many of us talk about or worry about and, and discuss what's going on in Israel right now. Let me tell you, honey, Israel's protected by God. God's going to take care of them. 
you just better take note that God's about to come back. And hold on to that. And, 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 and find strength in that. You know, the Apostle Paul said that, in fact, it's the last passage of Scripture I have in my notes today, but I'm going to bring it all the way to the surface, and we'll come back to it in a little while. But the Apostle Paul says, Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. What words? Well, it's what he just finished talking about. He said that there's going to be a day that the trumpet's going to sound, and the dead in Christ are going to rise first, and then those of us who are alive and remain are going to be caught up together with them in the air. He said, you need to comfort one another with the words that God is coming back for you and me. Praise God. You and I have a promise of eternal life. Amen. I was talking to, I think it was Brother Tuffy the other day, but we we were talking about uh, in the beginning how sin entered into the world. Man and woman decided they wanted knowledge more than they wanted eternal life. And they took of the tree of knowledge and good and evil, and, and that's what opened their eyes to sin. And, and uh, there's a whole message into that. And, and I would say some of that message is I actually taught on Wednesday night. So if you weren't here Wednesday night, I encourage you, go listen to what we taught on Wednesday night. We talked about how that the law, amen, was put there so that we could know what sin was. We didn't know everything. We didn't know what sin was in its entirety, but God said, okay, I don't want you doing this because it's going to hurt you. I don't want you doing this because it's going to destroy your soul. And, and, and so we have all these rules of, of do's and don'ts and that all basically roll into a list of ten. You know what I'm talking about. Ten commandments. And do you know what? It's even more ironic. Jesus said that on two things. Love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. He said, on these two laws hangs all the law and all of the prophets. Anything that's ever been taught or preached or or written down in the Bible, amen, you're going to find encompassed in one of these two items. If you love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, you're not going to have other gods before him. If you love your neighbor as yourself, you're not going to steal. You're not going to kill. You're not going to covet. Can I get a witness this morning? Let not your heart be troubled. Why? Because I believe in God. Don't worry about it. God's got it under control. God hadn't left the throne. Never will he leave the throne. Amen. And I heard the new house speaker say referring to Romans chapter 13 quite a bit just the other day in his speech. And he reminded everybody in Congress, he said, I want you to understand, if it wasn't for God, not one of us would be sitting in the seat that we're sitting in today and ruling the people. Well, another lesson for another time, but I I challenge you, go read Romans chapter 13 and you will find what I'm talking to you about. No, nobody... Nobody is put into a president's situation that God doesn't allow to take place. God raises up. God brings down. It's that simple. Well, God's in control. (laughs) Amen. Keep calm. Don't worry. 
Jesus said he's going to leave his peace with us. Did you realize that? John chapter 14, verse 27, peace, I leave with you my peace. Not anybody else's. Jesus was talking here. He said, my peace I give to you. Not like the world gives, uh, give I to you. Let not your, here he says it again, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Why? Because I'm giving you my peace. A peace that passes understanding. A peace that is out of this world, if you let me play on some words. The peace that we, we have access to is through the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. He's a good God. And he loves us and he's preparing a place for us. Amen. Do you believe he's preparing a place for you? Amen. Praise God. Jesus also said that no man could take your joy away. Not me, not Pastor Brandon Hilton. I didn't say it. I'm going to say it because I have the full authority of the Bible backing me up saying that nobody can take your joy away. I said, nobody. I'm letting it sink in. I'm letting it sink in. Nobody can take your sin away. Nobody can take your sin away either. Nobody can take your joy away. I hope that everybody remembers this message for the rest of their life. You know why? Because joy comes through the Holy Ghost. And if you don't have the Holy Ghost, my friend, you need it. And you don't need to wait another day. And my friend, if you've had the Holy Ghost but you're lacking in some joy, I can promise you one thing. The reason that you're lacking in joy is because you're lacking in the Holy Ghost. How do you stay full of the Holy Ghost? Well, it's really simple. The apostles, after they had been beaten and they had been tried and they had been uh, told not to preach in Jesus' name anymore, they didn't go and, and sit by somebody and say, man, I can't believe it. Man, Desi, I can't believe it. Can you believe how they talked about me? Can you believe how they talked to us? The audacity of cannot believe they talk to me in that way. Who do they think they are? And don't they know who I am? Well, come on now. I'm not the only one that's been there, right? Consider. They could have got mad. They could have got all uptight. But one thing happened. The Bible tells us that when they began to preach in Acts chapter 3, I'm going to get out of Acts chapter 3 and Acts chapter 4 one of these days, but I've preached about Acts chapter 3 and 4, I think, in the last four or five services. But I want you to understand, the apostle Peter walked up. They saw a man who was lame from his mother's womb, meaning he was born that way, right? And when he got up, 
he didn't just get up and act like nothing happened. Honey, if you have been sick since you were born and God reaches down and heals you, I promise you, you're going to go tell somebody about what happened. And you know, the best way for this man to let everybody else know what just transpired in his life, the Bible says he went walking and leaping and praising God. And I can just imagine him skipping through the house of the Lord saying, hey, look at what God did for me. And the Bible said when they knew that it was he that was lame at the gate called Beautiful, they began to wonder in amazement and begin to ask questions. And guess what? If you're full of the Holy Ghost and people start asking questions about miracles, guess what's going to happen? You're going to start telling them about Jesus and you're going to begin to tell them about what God's not just done for him, but what God's done in your life. Well, glory. And the next thing you see, the Bible says, and Peter, being filled with the Holy Ghost, begins to proclaim to them that it was through the power of Jesus Christ. And then after he preaches to them, how many of you guys remember how many people were filled with the Holy Ghost that day? 5,000 people in that instance were filled with the Holy Ghost. And man, when 5,000 people all at one time get the Holy Ghost and you start seeing people baptized in Jesus' name and, and all of a sudden that goes against all of your tradition. Something's going to get a hold of the magistrates or the Pharisees or those that are in, in charge of the priesthood and they're going to come out and say, hey, what are y'all doing? And by the time they got done talking to Peter and, and John, they asked Peter and said, by what power and by what name are you doing this? Or can I say it this way? Who gave you the authority to do what you're doing here today? And Peter, again the Bible said, and Peter being filled with the Holy Ghost said to them, it was by the power that I have obtained through the Lord Jesus Christ whom you crucified. Two things. I want you to understand, when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, two things are going to always be there. Joy and boldness. You're not going to care what anybody else thinks about you. All you're going to worry about is whether or not you're saying what Jesus wants you to say to that person. And they beat Peter and they beat John and they sent him out the door and they said, don't preach in this Jesus' name anymore. In fact, I think Peter asked him, do you think it's better that we obey God or man? I don't have time to get in all that. We're talking about not worrying. We're talking about keeping calm and just believing. But after they got beat, Man, Desi, I can just imagine somebody just laid a whip across my back. I'm not going to be too happy. But Peter and John, with the stripes on their back still, probably their shirts were still ripped open. They went to a place, to a house, where they knew a prayer meeting was going on. I'm still answering the question, how do you get full of the Holy Ghost? Or how do you stay full of the Holy Ghost? It's simply this. 
you need to find a place of prayer. And the Bible says, and while they were praying, the house was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to prophesy and to begin to speak in the name of Jesus boldly, all anew and afresh. So I don't care what life brings your way. Simply keep calm. Don't worry about it. Find a place to pray. And I can promise you, honey, everything's going to be all right. Amen. Let's go to the next verse we got here in the list. Amen. John chapter number 16. I want you to see something in this passage of Scripture. There was a woman. When she, a woman, when she is in travail, has sorrow because her hour is come. But as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembereth no more anguish. Why? For joy that a man is born into the world. And ye now, therefore, have sorrow, Jesus said, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man takes from you. The only way that you can lose joy, my friend, is by walking out on God. You make that decision. Brother Mendez can't take my joy away, no matter how much he may make me upset. Amen. No, my boss can't take my joy away, no matter how much he may make me upset. Uh, no matter how wrong he may have done me, I can promise you this. Uh, my joy isn't wrapped up in my boss. Uh, my joy isn't wrapped up in my spouse. Uh, my joy isn't wrapped up in my friends and my family. But my joy is wrapped up in the Holy Ghost uh, and my relationship with Jesus Christ. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Praise God. Just like that woman who's experienced birthing pains. They're painful. There's a time of sorrow going on. But when that baby's born, my friend, there's joy in that room. There's love that's extended in that room. And it doesn't stop from that day. But it keeps going on and on. And I'm promising you today, it's just like that living for God. When you get filled with the Holy Ghost, He is going to fill you with joy. The kingdom of heaven is not meat and drink. It's not what you can put in your hands. It's not making your belly full. But it is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, that means you're living right. It's peace, that means you don't have to worry. And joy, joy and happiness aren't the same thing. I can be joyful and not be happy about my situation. But I can promise you, I can be at peace in that situation. And I can extend love, the love of God through that situation I'm not happy in. And I can promise you that God is faithful. He endures with you. He doesn't leave you alone. Amen. I, I, there's so many scriptures flooding in my mind. I've not, I've not got time to keep going 
uh, and, and chasing all of them. But, but I want you to understand, my God loves you so much. Uh, amen. He wants to see you full of joy. Doesn't mean life's going to be easy. But peace, peace, peace is something like what the Apostle Paul experienced in the middle of Eurachlodon, which is essentially a hurricane that they found themselves in the middle of. And everybody's freaking out. Everybody's losing their minds. Everybody's running amok, and they're trying to figure out, what can we do? And before long, there's no more food on the ship. There's no furniture on the ship because they've thrown everything off the ship. Why? Because in their mind, the first thing we got to do is we got to lighten the ship. And the next thing they decided was, we can't save the ship, so we're going to get in the lifeboats, and we're going to try to fend for ourselves out of way. But Paul, Paul comes walking up to the master of the ship, and he said, Oh, Captain, I, cannot, I can just imagine. Everybody's frantic all over the place, and, and the apostle Paul walks up, and he's just, Hey, Cap, can I talk to you a minute? I, I know you're really busy, but can I talk to you a second? He's not stressed. He's not worried. And he told the captain, he said, As they're... Lowering the lifeboats. He said, oh, Captain, I saw an angel tonight. In the midst of all of what's going on, I saw an angel down here. And he came and talked to me. And he said, as long as everybody that stays, if everyone that stays with the ship will not lose their life. You can't let them go out on the, on the lifeboats, Cap. You can't do that. Because God said already, just stay on the ship. No matter how rough it may seem, no matter how battered the ship may become, God said, stay with the ship. And so the captain said, all right. He commanded all the soldiers, cut the ropes. And they lost all of their lifeboats. I can just imagine so many people out there, what are you thinking? Well, there's this preacher over here. He's a prisoner too, by the way. And, and he came to me and he told me that he saw an angel today. Can you just imagine the confusion going on in their mind? But Paul, there was a peace about him. Because his hope wasn't in his own abilities. His hope wasn't in the ability of the captain, but his hope was in the word of God that he had received through the messenger who came. And sometimes, my friend, you don't understand why you're going through what you're going through, but all I can say is this, just keep calm because God says everything's going to be all right. Just stay with the ship for a little while longer, and before long, you're going to find out this ship's going to run aground on an on a, on a, on a island called Melita. And, and, and then you're going to see where the Apostle Paul, amen, begins to work amongst the people, and they begin to see people's lives changed. I know, I know. Just ride with me for just a minute because I, I, I've, I've preached before. Take heart because God's working in your life. 
And I, I don't know how many times I've preached in this in this fashion before, and 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 we're fr- we're frustrated, and we're we, we're upset, and we we we're, we're we're all messed up in the head because we don't understand why I'm going through the storm right now. But I'm here to tell you. The reason you're going through a storm is because there's an island called Melita that God needs you to crash land onto. Because God needs you to work on that island for his glory for a little while. While the people are trying to get you back up and running and build your ship back to where it needs to be so you can get on in your journey, God has a a Melita for you to work on for a little while. Maybe a snake to come out of, the, out of the fire to bite you so that he can get the attention of the people that are around you so that you can begin to minister. I don't know what this situation may be, but I can promise you this. God has a purpose in all things. In your life and in my life. So why do I have to go through things so I can help other people? I don't know. I'm not God. But I do know this. He knows how to get me ready. And he knows where to place me, exactly when to place me, and exactly how to place me in the situation so I can help somebody else. You want me to tell you something? If you'll just let me, lend me your ear one more moment. Think about this. The Holy Ghost knows every single person in your life. God knows what's going on. God knows what they're dealing with. God knows why they're giving you so many fits. But God also knows everything that's happening in your life. And sometimes God allows the enemy to step in like he did for Job and say, hey, son, I just had a little pride to work out of you. Because, my friend, when it comes down to it, I'm thankful for each and every one of you that are here. But it has nothing to do with my merit. It has everything to do with God's merit and what God's working in our situations and in in our lives. Can I get a witness today? These are, I'm not saying it. The devil can't take my joy. Sister Mendez, you can't take my joy no matter how much you want it. You can't take it. I need the Holy Ghost like I've never had it before. Today is October 29th. We have two more days in this month. You say, why are you talking about this? Well, I haven't said it on a Sunday, I don't think. Maybe I have. If I have, forgive me. But Wednesday, October 1st, I issued a challenge. It was Sunday, October 1st. I knew it was not right. Thank you. It was Sunday. See, I did it on a Sunday. Sister Rini, you got me all in a tizzy. No, I'm just kidding. 
Sunday, October the 1st, I issued a challenge to this church. And I issued the challenge. Does anybody remember what I asked? Mm -hmm. And pray. I did mention fasting, but I didn't push it hard. But fasting once a week is the fourth thing that I said. Pray. I said pray three minutes a day. I, I said start with three minutes a day. That's all right. But October the 1st, I, I issued a challenge. I, I said you need to do your best to be in every service. You need to pray at least three minutes, starting three minutes a day. Because I know three minutes isn't going to be long enough before too long. Read three chapters in your Bible every day and fast once a week. I'm not asking for a show of hands. You know what you've done this month. God knows. But can I tell you whether you hit the mark on every single one of those or not? I see a difference. That was a month ago, folks. On that Sunday, I don't think we had hardly anybody in this place. Look at this place today. You know what I'm doing? I'm issuing another challenge. You know why? Because we're about to get into holiday and another month. And you know, holidays are rough. They're hard to keep things rolling and, and keep things going. But I'm asking you, do your best to be in every service. I, I saw, I'm so far off my notes. Keep calm and just believe. I've already preached that part, all right? But I want you guys to understand. I saw, let me say this. I saw a meme the other day. I, I like memes, by the way, if you haven't figured that out yet. But I saw a meme the other day, and it had this herd of zebras on one side of the river. And then it had another lonely zebra running for his life because he's being chased by a lion on the other side of the river where the herd couldn't get to him quickly. And the caption was, this is why you need to be in church. The family can't protect you if you're not in the family. If you're not a part of the herd, you think you can do it on your own, friend, I can promise you, you're just free game for the enemy. We're trying to cover you, but if you're not in our midst, we can't cover you closely. Well, I didn't come to preach church attendance this morning, but here we are. All I'm trying to do is emphasize, look, we need you just as much as you need us. Can I get a witness this morning? The enemy can't have any one of you as far as I'm concerned. And I'm going to do my best to make sure he doesn't get none of y'all. But it's so much easier when we're together and we know, hey, we're coming back together one more time to solidify our unity in the Holy Ghost. 
We're not talking about just going through the motions. There's one, I'll say this, and I'm going to get very close to closing here. Somebody, whoever's playing, trying to figure out something to get me out of this mess. But I want you to consider with me today, there are so many situations going on in, in our lives. I've had multiple people come to me. All right? Multiple. The only reason I'm saying this is because I want you folks to understand you're not an island. The enemy is doing his best to get us all sidetracked from what God wants to do. If you have not heard it, I encourage you to go listen to it. I'll send the message via the broadcast that I normally send on text message. But Face the Truth, which is my father-in-law's podcast, they put one out last Sunday night. How many of you guys want me to send that out just before they do it? Would you like that? Yeah? All right. So I'll just I'll broadcast that through that same text message so that everybody would know. I won't have the actual link, but I'll send a message saying, hey, this is the weekend they're going to be broadcasting it live if you're interested. It will be late in the evening. So you'll probably be listening to it as you're going to bed or whatever. Well, for some of us, going to bed. Um, but they normally broadcast at what, 8.30 is when they start it. So 8.30, it's an hour long. It'll be 9.30 by the time it's done. It's, it's recorded, so you can go back and listen to it too. But I'll send you guys the link from last week. The reason is I believe that every one of you need to know where we are. Not just as a nation and not just as a church, but this world. When you listen to it, you'll, you'll begin to see. Now, he says in the podcast, and I'm saying now, I'm qualifying. We're not going to know if a, if a prophecy is completely fulfilled until when? Until it's finished. There are some things in the works that look identical to some prophecies that were there in the scripture. I'm not ready, nor is, nor he said he's not ready to put a check mark in the box saying this is that prophecy that was fulfilled. I'm not talking Armageddon. You'll understand what I'm talking about later. What I am trying to get across here today is not fear, but awareness. You have loved ones that need to find a place in relationship with God. I have loved ones that need to find a place with God. I have friends in this town that need to find their relationship with God. What I'm trying to emphasize is God lets us go through things. The enemy knows as well. I, I submit to you, I believe that the devil knows how to interpret the Bible better than most of us. And he knows his time is short. And if he can get the church, us, not the building, if he can get us so focused on me and my situation. 
then we're going to miss being able to save our loved ones. Because, man, so-and-so hurt me today. Why is everything coming at me like this? And I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. I'm, I'm trying to wrap this up today, but I'm, I feel where I'm at right now. Some of us, we need to realize this is just a ploy of the enemy in my life, trying to get my eyes off of everything else. My goal is to love my neighbor as myself. And the enemy knows that when I'm hating on somebody or I'm disliking what they said, I'm not loving my neighbor as myself. He said, pray for your enemies. Do good to them that despitefully use you. He said that. And if we can somehow, it's not easy. It's not easy, my friend. But God can give you the ability to do it. We're talking about the same God who, who when, when Judas came and he, he hugged Jesus and kissed him on the cheek. He looked at him and he knew what happened. He said, friend, betrayest thou me with a kiss? He was still able to love him even though he knew. The same love that I'm talking about this morning is even though they beat his back. Forty times save one, the Bible says. And they beat him with the cat of nine tails and he's bleeding and he's hanging naked upon the cross and, 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 and he's being shamed and, and they've driven nails in his hands and they've, they've, they've driven nails in his feet. They've put a plate of crowns upon the head of Jesus and the blood is flowing. Before they came and they pierced his side, he was able to look out across all those people, every soldier, every priest, every person that cried, crucify him. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. He was able to say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. Can you do that to your friend that may have betrayed you? Can you do that to the person that talked to you dirty in the face and, and turned and stabbed you in the back? Can you do that to them? They don't know what they're doing. They're just being played in the hand of the enemy because the enemy's doing everything he can to try to stop you because he knows that one can put a thousand to flight. Do you know how many two of the people of God can put to flight? One can put a thousand, but two, the Bible says, can put ten thousand to flight. My goodness, Brother Tuffy, what would happen? If you and I got to fighting back to back, I got your six, you got mine. And then Brother Jason shows up, and we got three of us. 
Well, if we go from 1,000 to 10,000, my word, sister, brother, don't be weary in well-doing for in due season. We, everybody say it with me, shall. Say it with fervor, shall. We shall reap if we faint not. You know, it's going to be easy to faint if I don't have my brother and sister fighting with me. If I'm not standing by your side and you're not standing by my side, we're not going to make it. We'll become overwhelmed with life. That's why it's a, i got to be careful. I'm going to say it though. It, this is why it's nonsense. For somebody to say, I'm, I can live for God all by myself on the backside of a mountain. Can I submit to you, according to what God has called the church to do today, he said, you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem. But he didn't stop in Jerusalem. He said, then you're going to go to Samaria And he didn't stop in Jerusalem and Samaria. But he said, to the uttermost part of the earth. That means every corner of the world is going to hear the gospel. That's the will of God. That's why he filled you with the Holy Ghost. That's why verse 8 started. When you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, that you shall receive power. Not to go hide in a log cabin in a mountain somewhere. I want to so bad. But God called me to preach the gospel. And I can't preach to the birds and to the elk and to the, I can hunt them. That would be a lot of fun. But God called me and he called you and he gave you the power to do what he's called you to do. And that requires that we interact with people. You can't reach somebody unless you're interacting with them. I need his strength. Does anybody feel what I'm talking about this morning? I'm wrapping up right now. I want to be used in his kingdom. I want to be used for his glory. My question is, are you willing to put worry aside and let faith come? How many of you want to be pleasing to God? Well, I submit to you that you can't be pleasing to God if you don't have faith. It's not my that's not my theology. It's what the Bible teaches. Without what? It is what? It is what? It's impossible for me to please God. I must have 
You say, preacher, well, I don't have enough faith to do what you're talking about. I can promise you, he'll give you enough. I said this, I don't know what service it was, just recently I, I simply said this. There was a man who had faith. Jesus asked him, do you believe? And he said, yes, Lord, but help mine unbelief. I may not believe for the whole thing, but God, I have some faith. If I have just the faith of a grain of mustard seed, I have faith. And Jesus said, if you have that much faith, you can move mountains. Why can't we stand on that faith and say, God, this situation isn't impossible with you. And I'm putting it in your hands today. It may not feel good when I go to work. It may not feel good when I, when I argue with my whoever it is that's going on, what's going on in your life. But I just want you to understand that God is able to give you strength and give you help today. Can we stand to our feet this morning? Just keep calm and just believe. That's what's going to save your soul. The Apostle Peter simply said it this way. He said, add to your faith. I've got to have a foundation of faith. Everything that I do in the kingdom of God is founded upon my faith. My salvation is founded on my faith. My relationship with him is founded upon my faith. You couldn't do it without that faith. But that faith is going to continue to grow and be added to. Amen. Can we lift our hands and our voices? These altars are open this morning if you want to come and pray. Let's just talk to the Lord for a few moments today. Let him build your faith in this place. Let him remove the worry from your life. Jesus, I magnify you in this place today. Lord, you are worthy to receive honor and glory in this house. Thank you for your mercy and your kindness, oh Lord. Thank you for providing for me time and time again, Jesus. Oh, I love you and I magnify you, Jesus. I'm overwhelmed by the pain and can't see the light of day. I know I'll be just fine because he, he knows my name. Every step that I take, every move that I make, every tear that I cry, he knows my name when I'm overwhelmed by the pain and can't see the light of day. I know I'll be just fine, he knows my name. Every step that I take. Every move that I make, every tear that I cry, he knows my name when I'm overwhelmed by the pain. Can't see the light of day, I know I'll be just fine. He knows my name, every step that I take, every move that I make, every tear. my name when I'm overwhelmed by the pain. 
Hallelujah. Can we lift our voices and our hands to heaven right now? Let's give him praise today. We exalt you, Jesus. We magnify you in this place this morning. Thank you for your grace today. Thank you for your merciful kindness this morning, Jesus. Oh, we love you, God. We love you. Thank you for your goodness, Jesus. Thank you for your goodness. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. There's nothing like the peace and the joy that comes through Jesus Christ. Amen. He is a good God. And He is wonderful to us all. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Well, amen. I say, I just want to say again how truly honored I am that each and every one of you are here today. And uh, we hope you can stick around and spend some time fellowshipping. We got a lot of food over there, and uh, we don't want to take it all home. So, even if you can't stay, come grab a few bites and take it with you. Amen. Um, this week, um, if you are available, you don't. I don't necessarily have to be here, but uh, we have. We're wanting to take that window out over here, and take this door out, and we're going to frame those in, and we got the materials to uh, close them up and make sure that they're weatherproofed. Um, that way we can hang the sheetrock and get the sheetrock mud done. Um, I think, Brother Jason, you guys were talking about getting the, the heat ducts done. And uh, this week we're also going to, me and Brother Tuffy went yesterday to pick up or to look for cabinets and stuff. Um we found what we needed, and so at least most of it, and he's going to be looking for a couple more or putting together a materials list to finish what we need, and uh, so th this coming week, we're going to be picking up the cabinets and the countertops and the flooring, so we talked about that. That way, uh, when those folks show up on the 10th, we have a group of guys coming down they're going to stay down here on Friday night. We're going to work into the evening Friday night, and then Saturday get up again, have breakfast, and uh, finish what we uh, didn't get finished Friday evening. Amen. Um, we do have, we, we picked up the paint yesterday, and we've gotten at least those pieces and the material for the, the two things that we're going to do um, this week. My wife and I will put our heads together on some ideas on on whether what we're going to do for food, um, and we'll be just reaching out. Um, how many of you would be able to, I think we're going to need three meals. We're going to need Friday night, Saturday morning, and then Saturday af afternoon, so, so, so lunch. Um, 
so you can help with lunch, okay? And then with anybody else, I figured it'd probably just be easier. And then if you need, uh, we'll 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 buy the stuff if you want just to cook it for us and make sure it's delivered. Um, I'd greatly appreciate that. So would would anybody be else be able to help with with breakfast or with um, with dinner on Friday night? Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. I appreciate it. And uh, I think the other thing um, on the 10th and the 11th, if we have enough people show up, um, this is going to be hinging on that. If we have enough people show up, um, we're going to have some people working in here doing the painting, doing the cabinets, and maybe we'll have some of the cabinet stuff done before they get here, but I don't know. I'm not trying to rush anything. Um, but we'll do the painting. We got sanding, sheetrock work, and uh, if we have enough folks, and we don't, and and we we can disperse this way, we have enough smart siding to finish the back side of the church. I think me and Brother Tuffy talked about this. We we tried to buy enough to do the the back side of the church here, which is behind the bathrooms and all that stuff, and then all the way around that east side. If I remember right, we have enough smart siding here. So if we have enough guys, we're going to try to get that done as well. Um, that's going to be a plus. If we don't have enough folks show up, then we're going to focus on the inside and get the inside completely done. Anyway, all right. God bless y'all. We love you. Um, let's pray over the food, and then we'll get over there and we'll just start chowing. All right. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace today. Thank you for the Holy Ghost power that we felt in this place. I pray that you would, God, bless this food, bless our time of fellowship today. Lord, I pray that you would give us the ability, uh, God, as we begin to fellowship to grow closer together. We thank you for your grace and mercy this morning. I pray that you would let us walk with you through this week. Bring us back safe on Wednesday night so we can worship you. We thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. And Brother Camden, do you mind standing here in the front? If you have offering, you can bring it down here to Brother Camden, and uh, then we can go eat. God bless y'all. We love you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.